I, I, I'm going to be, uh, we, we've been studying on the principles of the kingdom. Uh, this one that we're uh, on right now is humility. Uh, humility is something that's a nasty word to Christians today. Amen. We don't like it. But we need it. Uh, uh, every, every one of us need it. Humility is the doorway into the kingdom culture. The doorway. We Christians would like to have a back door, wouldn't we? Amen? Amen. Uh, uh, God, just just give me a back door. I, I, I want in the kingdom, but uh, that humility kills me. And, and, and this week, as I come in here to the church and, 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 and I was praying, my heart was overwhelmed because my lack of humility. And every time I think I got a piece of it worked out, about 10 pieces that I don't have worked out shows up. And I had to say, oh God, would you please help me? Matthew chapter 5, in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he starts the beginning of his talk to the, with the, to the kingdom of God and heaven's culture. The very first thing out of his mouth is blessed is the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed is the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Of God, so humility is the doorway that we're going to experience God's kingdom. How many wants to experience the kingdom of God? Amen. How many wants to see God's power move in a mighty way? Well, you understand when you want to see the kingdom of God, you gotta. I know we as Americans want a back door, but there's not another way. There's only one way, and that's humility. So if you look at all the people's. And groups are fighting for a place. I mean, I mean, see, you can look at the news and see everybody's fighting for a spot, right? Even in the church, people are fighting for spots. And a stance on their voice to be heard. They're pushing for all in all directions. What about this? What another group over here in this corner is fighting and, and, and writing about their agenda? What about my agenda? What about this agenda? What about that agenda? What about cancer patients? What about, well, what about depression patients? Or, or what about the police force? Well, what about the blacks? Right? All of them have a voice. Come on. And all of them are fighting for a, for a cause. For a spot. Don't want you to leave them out. Everybody wants their peace. Well, it's overwhelming, isn't it? When you think about it. Everybody is in their corner screaming loudly about Love wins and hate is wrong. And here's the reality. As the body of Christ, we are not to join on that level. Amen? We're not to engage in our battle on that level. Well, what about the Christians? Right? Mm. 
called to unite. We are called to bring healing. We are, and so do we have a fig, we have to figure out how to really work on our humility to bring unity together. Amen. I, I, I've always been going back to that scripture that in the Passion Translation that I brought out a few, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, or a few weeks ago now, uh, that says, uh, let not your pride-filled opinions hinder your cherished unity. Come on, amen. 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 amen? Now, that's Passion Translation of that scripture, but it's a pretty good one. Don't let your pride-filled opinions hinder or disrupt your cherished unity. Because remember that the God blesses unity. He commands his blessings on unity. Wow. So when we unify, we're just in line for the blessings of God. That's why the devil don't like it. The humility in our life, this humility in our life because humility is what brings unity. Humility is what brings unity. we got to have humility in our life to bring unity. Because I can't get in uni unity with you on everything, right? We disagree on things. Right? We don't agree on everything. Everybody don't like cheese. I don't know why. But they don't like cheese. Some people don't like dumplings. I don't know why. But they don't. Some people don't like deer meat. I don't know why. But they don't. But you understand, some of us love it. But if we brought cheese and said, boy, y'all better eat this cheese. I don't care you don't like it or not. You better eat it. Somebody's going to go home hungry. Amen? Somebody's going to go home hungry. And we got to, so we got to bring things that people will eat. And have compassion making a difference. We got to have humility. So humility, the word humility comes out of a root word, getting low. This is not just that I'm a horrible person. Come on, people do that. I'm a horrible person, and, and I can do nothing right. I just mess up all the time. How many heard that? That is not humility. That is false humility. That is just as simple as pride. Oh, because it actually is pride. So you have a ditch on either side, the pride and false humility. In the middle is real humility. And either one of those ditches are a problem. Mm, it's getting tight in here. Because that I'm terrible and I'm this and I'm that, it is so much I. It is so much self-focus. So much Self-focus, and self-focus is pride. So actually, those are just another variation of pride. Humility is, I know who I am in Christ. 
I know that I'm powerful. I know that I am awesome. I know I'm all of that, but I'm fully submitted to God. Amen? I know who I am in Christ, but I'm fully submitted to God and to each other. It is not for my glory. It's for Him. It is all for Him. It is what can I do for Him? It's all unto Him. It's full surrender. It's not walking around like a wimp. It is not none of that. That is, it is not that. It is being powerful as a submitted person to God. This is biblical humility. Another thing about humility is comparing yourself unto the Lord and not to others. When you look at yourself in light of heaven, you will become in proper alignment with him and not everybody else. Oh, I'm better than that person. I don't do what they do. Come on, that's wrong. We're not supposed to compare ourselves to somebody else. We're comparing ourselves to him. Amen. Through him, I am this. Yes. Through him, I am this. Woo, that is, when we compare ourselves to that person, I'm better or not worse than that person. This is not kingdom. But when we begin to focus on heaven, we see who God is. Yeah, I'm going to get really small. I'm going to get really low. I'm going to get down. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to close my mouth right here. When we see who God is, and it's having a right heart and a posture before God. We have we see him as holy and him as powerful. And we're like, oh, Isaiah was, Lord, I'm unclean. I'm a mess. you got to come touch me right now because I'm not even worthy. to Come on. That's humility. I just can't talk no more. Like Daniel just fall over as a dead man. That's humility. Because that when you see him, you'll realize how messed up. How, how truly small you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm really going to get low here, God. So, so what happens is it's ha when we see God, it's like having, it's having a right heart posture before God. Therefore, when your heart is right before God, you treat everybody else right. Because when we get in his presence and we see how holy he is, how awesome he is, we come out treating everybody else like he treats them. And this is where humility works. Humility opens the door for righteousness. In Andrew Murray's book, Humility, the Beauty of Holiness, he calls it the place of entire dependence upon God. In, entire dependence on God. Totally dependent upon God. He falls in his prayer. Humility is not so much of a grace or virtue. It is the root of all, uh, root of it, root of all. It alone takes the right attitude before God and allows him as God to do everything for you and through you. Stuart Scott, who wrote from pride to humility, said when someone is humble, they are focused on God and not self. Even when they are focused on other, it is out of a desire to glorify God. 
When you are, when you are even, when you are, when your, when your whole heart is in humble submission to God, and you view others, you want to, you want to help others how God helped you. You understand what I'm saying? And this is what humility does. Is we don't say they need my help. We say, God, we'll work through them like you work through me. Help them like you help me. Strengthen them like you strengthen me. Bless them like you bless. That's humility. That's when we are truly humbled in the presence of God. So an humble person, an humble person's goal is to elevate God and encourage others and short no longer living for themselves. No longer living for themselves. They just live it for God. Do it all for God. So no longer living for themselves, but rather him who died and rose again on their behalf. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18. If you want to write that one down. How many of us can honestly say, I'm not living for myself? I said this the other day at the altar, and I said, oh, God, I, I, I'm not living for my, ooh, I couldn't even get it out. Right? Because I like living for myself. And we, we say it, but is it true? I'm not living for myself. Oh, is it true in our lives? I'm not living for myself. I'm his servant. This is how Jesus lived. Jesus lived walking without saying, I don't do what I want to do. Isn't that what Jesus said? I don't do what I want to do. I do the things my father does. Everything I do is what I saw my father. When he comes up to a sea, he just says peace where he sees a storm. Because that's what his father does. He calls stuff out that he wants to see out of stuff he don't want to see. Yeah, hallelujah. And when we as Christians begin to humility, humble ourselves in God's presence, we will begin to speak things out of stuff that we want to see, not what we see. Because we'll see him as so much greater and so much monstrous than us. So... We just kind of shrink out and say, okay, God, I don't want to see me no more. I don't like that. I want to see you. A young man that was out at Chewy that got saved and got delivered from drugs, and this is what he told me one time. He said, "If when I go to look in the mirror, he said, I only see Christ. He said, when I stop seeing Christ, I get worried. Because I know if I ever start seeing me, I'll be back where I was. Listen, church. If we ever stop seeing Christ, we're going to go down to a place we don't want to. So this is what how Jesus, I don't do what I want to do. I do what the Father tells me to do. How, now how much do we want the kingdom? Are we going to do it the kingdom way? The only way into the kingdom is humility. Humility is when I look at God, I cannot help but lay all that I am and all that I have down for his glory. 
I am his servant. I live for him. I live for his agenda, not mine. His ways, not my ways. Therefore, I approach every relationship, every person with a mindset of God, how can I love this person through you? How can I love this person and serve them for you? Thank you, Jesus. When we come to church, we ought to view each other by saying, Lord, I don't want to see them as just an old grouch. And some people are. But I want to see them as, Lord, how can I serve them and love them for you? How can I love them and serve them? How can I just love them for you? How can I serve them for you? The only way, the only way when I'm focused on loving and serving God, I have no room or no time to think about myself. God, Jesus was the perfect example for us of humility. Taking on himself, a form of a servant. The powerful thing is about humility is the way up is the way down. You can't get up without going down. Amen? The only way up is down. That's it. So when we choose to humble ourselves, what does God do? Just like he did Jesus, exalt him. Give him a name that is above every name. Isn't that what? Amen. When Jesus humbled himself and submitted to the cross, even the obedience to the death of the cross, God said, because of this, I'm going to make him higher than everything. I'm going to make him at the name of Jesus ever. Every knee shall bow. You will see people ex- be exalted around you, but do not let it throw you off. Not everyone you see exalted is being exalted by God. Right? Not, not, if you exalt yourself, you will be responsible to sustain yourself and keep you up there. Come on. And I'm not in the maintenance mood. Come on. I can't maintain the status that pride commands or demands. And you can't either. Because pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So guess what? We cannot maintain that. There's no way. It doesn't happen. If you exalt yourself, you will be responsible for sustaining yourself. Let me tell you, this is this is going to be tough. You will have to hustle a lot and do things you weren't created to do to maintain it. And that, can you see that happening? People aren't even created to do what the, some of the things they're doing to make themselves sustained in pride issue. It causes them to do crazy things. It causes them to even go plumb out of their character. But don't worry about what's happening around you. It doesn't hurt people to see people you like and pattern after. But at the end of the day, the person you should want to be like is Jesus Christ. He is our example. He is our model. If you want a role model, you got the best. Jesus Christ the same yesterday 
today and forever. So whatever people are saying to build themselves up, to do this and to do that, we've got to do it the kingdom way. And the kingdom way is humility. I'm, I'm going to choose to get low. I'm going to choose to surrender. I'm going to choose to not to promote myself. I'm going to leave it to God to promote me. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Amen? Isn't that what he said? Yeah. So whatever people, so because God will promote you, and when he does, there will be full provision and grace and everything you need to sustain you and to keep you up. Because he said he is able to keep you from falling. Oh, my, my, my. He's got the sustaining power. He's got the keeping power. Who is able to present you faultless. That's a good God, isn't it? Amen, but it doesn't come through pride. It comes through humility. In that place that, and you want, you want to be taken out. So don't get distracted with what's going on around you. Here's the truth, that humility is the avenue to glory. Amen? Jesus humbled himself. And guess what happened? God. Raised him up. In, in, in scripture, some of the very greatest promises promises are promised to those that walk in humility. Here's where you may want to jot some down. God supports and strengthens the humble. Psalm 147 and 6. God blesses the humble. Isaiah 66 and 2. God dwells with the humble, Isaiah 57 and 15. God gives grace to the humble, 1 Peter 5 and 5. God, God exalts the humble, Matthew 23 and 12. Humility leads to riches, honor, and life, Proverbs 22 and 4. God shows favor to the humble, Proverbs 3 and 34. Wisdom is given to the humble, Proverbs 11 and 2. God guides and and teaches the humble, Psalm 25 and 9. Humility brings honor, Proverbs 15, 33. God crowns the humble with victory, Psalm 149 and 4. Who, would who wouldn't love these things, right? Who wouldn't love that? We would love for God to support and strengthen us. We would like for God to bless us. We would like for God to dwell with us. We would like that, wouldn't we? We would love to be exalted by God. We would love his riches and honor and life. We don't mind that, but we don't, and we don't hate that. We would love God's favor and God's wisdom. We would love him to guide us, to teach us. We would love him to honor us and love, love him to crown us with victory. Who doesn't want that? But we want to sign up for therefore you get this without having to pay the ticket price of humility. We want it, but we, won't, we don't want that ticket price. But greatness don't go on sale. Try getting a 50% off uh, deal at the Lamborghini dealership. They don't go on sale. Because they're not putting their product down where some normal guy can buy it. So greatness... Has a price. There's no sale ticket. 
Humility is the price. Jesus paid the ultimate price. He giveth grace to the humble. Oh. Mm. But we all want that easier way, right? But remember, humility is a choice. You get up every morning and you declare, I'm going to be humble or I'm going to be prideful. And we don't, we don't conscientiously make that decision. The kingdom of humility is the way up. Pride is the way down. Amen. Let's look at Isaiah 14. Let's see the contrast. Isaiah 14 and 12 through 15 is where I'm going. In the King James Version, this is how it reads. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which disweaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. Notice that Lucifer never said this with his mouth. <coughs> Come on. Well, I didn't say that. I never said that. You're putting words in my mouth. How many said that? Mm. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. For thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. That's a walk, walk, walk. <laughs> right? All of a sudden, the down, down, down. This is a complete opposite of what Jesus did, right? This is a picture of how the enemy worked. This is what Satan did. Like, I'm going to make myself powerful. I'm going to become my own God. I'm going to make my own praise. I'm going to make myself higher. It's like this, trying to make our way up, trying to get on top, trying to do everything. But what happens? He gets brought low. He's, his home is not in heaven. Come on. He's in the pit. Yeah. Brother Roberts' lesson last Sunday is the devil said, don't send us back to the abyss. <laughs> Let us go into pigs. Let us stay in the country. Because he knows where he's going to wind up. So most of us will say, I'll, I'll never raise, I I'll, would never say I'll raise my throne above the heavens, right? That sounds crazy. I'll never say that. But yet we do it like every day. Well, I'm going to go ahead right now and I'm not choosing humility because so-and-so is being a jerk right now and I'm fixing to get on my throne and I'm fixing to tell him what I... Amen. 
So-and-so has just done me wrong. I'm fixing to tell them what I think. I choose to set my throne up right now, and I'm going to get on my throne so I can give them judgment. It's tight in here, isn't it? It's been tight all week. Because I've been saying, God, help me. Help my mouth. Help my thoughts. Would you please help me to get low? Church, this is, this is what we're, we're after, the kingdom. We're wanting the kingdom. And the devil has presented us everything to come unglued, to come unwound, to come set our throne up and put ourselves out there and say, you don't like what I'm doing? Well, you love it. Right? But that's not Jesus. That's not Christ. I'm going to do it my way right now, Lord. Hold on, hang on. Uh, you can you can have your throne back in just a minute. Let me take over right now. Right? I'm going to. I know better. I'm 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 I'm. And we do this subtly in our hearts, right? Just sub. It don't it don't seem like it's a big deal to tell your wife what you think about her for a minute, or your husband, or your kids. I want to encourage us to be honest today. Examine our hearts. Say, God, you know me. Because he does. He knows us. Because it's those little subtitles in our subtilities, in our lives, that come out and they get control of us and ruin our branches. It's the little foxes that kill your tree. Right? Steal your fruit. It's not the big. None of us would get up in the morning and say, write down in our prayer journals and say, I'm going to send it to the heavens today. I'm going to rule from the heavens. Right? Yeah. Nobody's going to do I'll be like God. Nobody's going to do We don't do that, but it comes with these daily little choices that we make in our attitudes. Those sneaky little foxes that ruin vineyards. C.S. Lewis puts it this way, the essential vice, the utmost evil. Is pride, unchastity, anger, greed, and drunkenness are mere flea bites in comparison. Pride, we, those bad sins, we just do drugs and drunkenness, and that we think so bad. C.S. Lewis says they're but flea bites. The vice is pride. Mm, that's doubt, isn't it? That's tough for Christians to swallow. Mm. It was through pride that the devil become the devil. It's through pride that Christians become the devil. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. The kingdom of God is all about love, connection, relationship. Humility is the doorway to that. But pride is the absolute destroyer of relationship and connection. Both doors lead to a kingdom. Now let's talk about entitlement. We're going to hold that on for next time because I don't think we're ready for that one. 
I, I, I tell you, church, if we're wanting to see God's kingdom manifested in us, in our church, it's got to first be manifested in me. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of God. We got to wake up every day and say, God, I'm not going to rule today. I'm not even opening up my kingdom today. I choose. I choose humility. Somebody says that crazy thing that normally would set you off into a wild rage of tangent. And you're going to choose today. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Come on. Say, so, well, how can you not? I mean, goodness, when somebody... Man, what do you think about Jesus going up to this guy that's been laying by the pool for 38 years? And Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed today? This is NIV. Do you want to be healed today? And the first words out of that guy's mouth said, I can't. I have nobody to put me in the pool. And I said, goodbye. Get in there the best way you can. I'm done fooling with that nonsense. That was the stupidest thing ever come. But you know what Jesus chose to do? Ignore that he even, he didn't even answer, I can't. Jesus didn't, didn't, I mean, just totally ignored that guy and says, well, stand up then. Right? How many times am I glad that Jesus never acted like I said some of the stupid stuff that came out of my mouth? Right? And I can't forgive somebody because they said something crazy to me. Well, let's go. Lord, you didn't hear what they said. That was the most dumb thing that could ever come out of Right? We got to choose humility, church. It's tough. It's hard. But if we want the kingdom, church people say stupid stuff, the darndest things. Kids say the craziest things. Mom and dad says crazy things. Right? We just do it. That's just us. Hurt people say hurt things. Right? People hurt. They say all kinds of, I mean, try to grab a dog that's just been caught in a trap and try to free him. Or a coon or anything. They will literally rip you apart. Right? So we've got to learn how to be humble. Because you don't fight fire with gas. Right? We come to the fire, we go, oh, I'm going to put this out and put a load of gas on it. Because we just like, oh! And what does that do? You get a reaction back. 
same reaction you gave, even with more spunk. And so tonight, we're going to make a decision this week. God, we're not ruling anymore. Our thrones is going to be shut down. How many's with me? Every morning, I'm going to get up and make a choice. Because humility is a choice. Just like pride is a choice. Satan said, I will. Right? I'll do this. I'm doing it. It's in my heart to do it. But it didn't come out real good. But Jesus said, I'll listen to my father. Jesus was the son of God. Satan was the son of the morning. In one place it says he was the anointed cherub. You know why he has a deal with you? You know why he has a bone to pick with you? Because you stole what he had. We are anointed. And every time he sees that anointing, he remembers what it was like. And he aims to destroy everything that God has anointed. Come on. So guess what? We're in a warfare. But we're going to win with humility while he keeps winning with pride. Everything, every time pride shows up, we're going to win it with humility. We're going to win it with being more humble, being more submitted, being more godlike, more abounding in the grace of God, in the power of God, in the mighty strength of his power. We're going to humble ourselves in the mighty hand of God where we may exalted. We may be exalted later. Not this moment, but later. Amen. Tommy's ready. Yes, Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Amen. How many's looking for that due time? Amen. <laughs> so I want us to stand tonight at 8 o'clock or after. Let's just stand tonight.